You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. love it's Jack Piercy. Hello. This is scary standing in front of you. Thanks so much. Um, Molly's great isn't she? And she just said she wanted to plant a seed. I wanted to hold that thought because it has direct relevance to my story. It's just She did it on purpose because she's brilliant right now. But I, I, I'm here really because I thought I should tell a story because it's great. And then I saw the thing blood is thicker than water, right? And that's about family, isn't it? Family is the blood, and that's a really important thing. And I'm a family man, you know, and I've fathered three children. That means that I have done it with a lady <laughs> on at least three separate occasions. You might think you're surprised by that. So, you know, and, and I love kids. I went to school with them. They're great, aren't they? <laughs> but this, this story isn't about my amazing family and the wonderful things they do and the things that make you cry and furious and, and laugh. It's about the prevention of family. Because you have three kids, right? I figure you've kind of counted yourselves in the population stats and a bit of natural wastage, right? So, and you can have too much of a good thing, <laughs> can't you? I think, yeah. So we thought, you know, it's, it's maybe it's time to draw a bit of a line under, under the family there and do something about it. And see, there's different ways to approach that, isn't there? Usually, those ways involve filling the lovely woman full of hideous drugs or pieces of metal. <laughs> that, that, that's usually how it works in this kind of patriarchal society we inhabit. And I said, no, 21st century man, I will step up to the plate and do what is required. So this is the story of my vasectomy. I know, thank you, thank you. I took one for the team. So we had a bit of a discussion, we decided, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe this is a sensible thing to do. So I went down to see um, the doctor, um, and I said, look, this is the plan. And she said to me, it was she, obviously. She said, are you sure? I said, believe me, if somebody's tinkering about down there with a sharp knife, I have thought this through. Right? I'm not just doing this on a whim. Right. Ha we've had a discussion, we, we know where we are, right? The wife does know that I've come to the doctors, so, okay. So I get the referral, and a couple of weeks later, a letter comes in the post, and it's got all the instructions, right? It tells you what's going to happen, and what you need to do, and so, and my eye is drawn to about halfway down the first page, where there is a hand-drawn picture of a scrotum. <laughs> and I don't know where they source this picture from it was this is a bit before sort of google image search what i like to think is that they had a sort of blue peter style competition in the practice and that this was the winning scrotum on my piece of paper but i couldn't swear to that i, I don't know next to it there was a small arrow and the two words shave here <laughs> now i don't know if any of you have ever shaved a scrotum before. It's surprisingly difficult. <laughs> and interestingly, 
more difficult when it's your own. <laughs> Somebody else's, you know, I'm, in, I'm straight in, but... <laughs> you've got to take your time, is what I'm saying to you. So we do the preparation. I'll read it further down the letter as well, of course, and it says, if you wish, you may bring some music to your appointments. <laughs> Genuinely. I thought, wow. And music's great, isn't it? Because it kind of sets a lovely mood and relaxes. I thought, oh my God. But what are you going to take? I sort of racked my brains. I thought, Mac the knife? <laughs> oh. The first cut is the deep bit. No. <laughs> great balls of fire. <laughs> but in the end, I thought, you know what? You can't. You can't take music, can you? Because forever after, there'd be this association. <laughs> and you might be bombing down the A11 and it comes on the radio. Right? You don't want to go there. So I, I thought, no, I'll go with whatever sort of whale music happens to be on when I get there. I won't take my So anyway, comes the day of the appointment. Preparations, rest assured, have been carried out. And I drive down to the clinic. It didn't really think that through, but I drove down to the clinic. Uh, and I come into the room, meet a, a very charming uh, gentleman who's going to perform uh, said procedure. Uh, and he says to me, would you mind stripping to the waist from the ankles up? <laughs> okay. Uh, so I lay down on the couch and he, and he said to me something that he would repeat several times during uh, the whole uh, operation, really. Keep your ankles together. He said, keep your ankles together. And I learned something very new and important that day. And the gentlemen in the audience will take note of this. Surprisingly hard to keep your ankles together when somebody is leaning on your balls. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so here I am, ankles together. Tension is the word I'm, I'm searching for. At this point, as he administers the local anaesthetic, you may just invent your own joke about small pricks. Right, we'll save ourselves some time. You can do that for me. So we have the, the administrator, the anaesthetic. Okay, that's good. And he says, I'm now going to make a small incision. Okay. So now I need to explain what's going to happen. This is the science bit, they call it, isn't it? So um, you're all familiar with the testicles, right? Yes. Some of you more so than others, but yeah. Okay, so, so out of there, right, this is where the sperm are produced. And from each of your testes, his testes, comes a very thin tubes called the vas deferens, right? So vasectomy is the cutting of the vas, right? That's how it works. Sure. They come out, and then a little bit further downstream, we have the gland that produces the semen, which will carry the whole thing forth in the joyful generation of new life. And so what we need to do is make a break in the vas deferens, right? So that means that the sperm can't travel, right? The semen still can, so you'll be pleased to hear volume hardly affected. Because the, you know, the, the sperm only sort of three or four percent of the load. <laughs> now, often the vasectomy, you see, the vasectomy is called the snip, but that's not that's not how it's done, right? What they need to do is they make this little incision, they pull the tubes out, and they're actually quite long, right? And they pull them out, and they need to, to cut them. But if you just cut them, the human body has this dastardly habit of mending itself, and they'll just join back together again, right? So they don't cut them, they burn them. Right? They cauterize the ends of the vast difference to burn about a good couple of centimeters. Right, good way. So he goes for the burn. How can I describe that smell? <laughs> you know, you know when you're at a party, right, and somebody sets fire to their leg hairs. Right? No. 
one of us is going to the wrong kind of parties. <laughs> anyway, when you get home, set fire to your leg hairs. Actually, rather like the shaving. Set fire to somebody else's leg hairs, and that's what it smells like. Okay, so we get the smell. A couple of stitches, all neat, and away you go. Drive home. <coughs> so the next bit in the instruction leaflet, if I can call it that, <coughs> is about recovery right, and what you need to do. It says, tight pants, two pairs. Right? Now, I'll be honest with you, I'll admit something now. That was a bit of a problem for me because I don't have many pairs of pants. Some people have got too many pants, though, haven't they? Right? Look, inside out, back to front, that's four days a pair. How many do you need? <laughs> right? But anyway, two pairs. It says tight pants. It says cool the area. Well, in the freezer is a bag of peas, right? So, chung, cooling, tight, away we go. Surprising how quickly things defrost, isn't it? <laughs> they were in and out of the freezer quite a few times over the next uh, few days, you see, as I sat and watched the telly and went like this. But that's not the end of the story, of course, because you've got to check that the procedure has worked. Right? And in some cases, even with the burn, there can be a reconnection. No. And you can also suffer from, how can I describe it? So, sort of standing water, I suppose. You need to clear the pipes. Right? And on, on, on the helpful information, page two, it said, you must send a sample to the laboratory for testing. Right? It said, after 12 weeks, or 36 emissions. <laughs> that, my friends, is two and a half a week. That half is a killer. <laughs> Time passes. We need to produce the sample. And uh, I tell you what, you think that pissing in those little tubes is difficult, right? <laughs> We've got to get, get the sample in the tube to take to the lab, you see. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, you need the bit of mood, don't you? You've got to create the right atmosphere, you can't just, you know. Yeah. So it's quite tricky. <laughs> it's just me, obviously. But you know, it's quite difficult to just sort of do that, you know, as required. You see, it's even harder when your mother-in-law is downstairs. <laughs> Come to look after the kids, you see. So, but anyway, sample is produced, up Bothop Road. Up Bothop Road is the lab where they test all the samples and you just stick it in the sort of anonymous letterbox. Right? Man, the person who opens that every morning, there's all sorts of bodily effusions that go in that hole in the wall. Yeah. Anyway, so it's dropped off. It's quite quick. I get back home. She didn't come in. A mother-in-law, she's very good. She's been looking after the kids. You know, and I said, you didn't need to do dinner for them. Could have sorted that. She said, oh, I've just done some fish fingers. Found some old peas in the back of the freezer. <laughs> so that is the story of my balls. Thank you for listening. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.